You can deny all the things I've seen, all the things I've discovered, but not for much longer. Because too many others know what's happening out there. And no one, no government agency has jurisdiction over the truth. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to Swamp Gas Uggos here on KZSM.org. My name is Lexi Morris, and with me, as always, is the Jersey Devil. But if you take off the mask, you'll find out it's Jordan Pilkington. Hey, I like that. That's pretty nice. Thank That's you. That's a pretty good one. You guys, uh, if you are listeners for more than one single episode, mm-hmm. typically Jordan's in the driver's seat, but this time it's my turn. Absolutely. So um, I give Jordan a little bit of a break. He, Thank you. I appreciate it. A, a historian with a degree, with a nice hat, with some good shoes. Thank he you. usually does all the research, is the expert on everything. He knows everything about everything, mm-hmm. except for today. I get to be the in-house moron tonight. Yes, and I get to be a moron with notes in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> so today, I thought we would shake things up a bit and turn to the philosophical, but also get some beloved nostalgia going Today I wanted to talk about Scooby-Doo, <laughs> the villains. I I give you free reign for a week. <laughs> this is what you come up with? This is what the people want. That's fair. Uh, you, you do have to hear me out. There's a lot okay. of good stuff that we can get from this. There's a mm-hmm. lot of um, important takeaways that we can take from the, the material itself from Scooby-Doo and its enormous franchise, but also it has some real-world parallels. Okay. Which, if you know anything about Scooby-Doo, uh, oftentimes it's just people in masks. Mm-hmm. And that's not meant to be any sort of parallel to... Well, some would say the real monsters of Scooby-Doo are uh, greedy old men. Some might say that the, the monster we have to be the most scared of are people. Yeah, you're right about that. We are the monsters. I'm glad you specified that there are real-world parallels, because I was about to tell you that Scooby-Doo is not real, and 100% a cartoon. (laughs) We're going to close up this episode early tonight. (laughs) (laughs) You know, compared to everything else we talk about, uh, Scooby-Doo, not real. Scooby-Doo, no. Um, I was was really hyped for this episode. Um, I just drove back in about an hour before we started this, Mm -hmm. Um, and I got real... I was... was driving in the car, going over all the notes in my head. Mm-hmm. And then I started um, getting tailed by a large white car. Okay. With some stuff on its on its roof. Like and suddenly it dawned car? on me. Yep. <laughs> suddenly it dawned on me. Did you me. get another ticket? <laughs> so here's the Jesus th- Christ. Here's the th- no, no, no. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I have gotten three speeding tickets in my life. In your life? Within the past, like, eight months? In my whole life. <laughs> which includes the past eight, eight months. months. I got one one speeding ticket that was actually a warning for running a red light. <laughs> <laughs> the other two, s- straight speeding. Straight uh-huh. speeding, 
to and from family. So either I go to the Valley, visit family, get a speeding ticket on the way back. Go to Houston, visit family, get a speeding ticket on the way back on Thanksgiving. Um, This time, visiting family on the way back. As you mentioned. Doing, oh man, everybody's doing 80 and 60. We're all having a great time. Those are very different speeds. All all having a great, everyone's doing it. Uh Mom, I swear, (laughs) everyone's doing it. Everyone's doing 80 and the 60 the whole way, Mm -hmm. the entire way. And then suddenly you have to, you have to turn, um, you get off, you get off interstate. Yeah, I 10. Yeah. So you start going down single lane Mm -hmm. and I'm doing my due diligence. I'm turning everyone else before me turned off to a gas station so i've got open road in front of me mm-hmm. but some someone starts tailing me pretty quickly and while there's still two lanes it's about to narrow down to one mm-hmm. i'm like okay buddy get in front of me mm-hmm. i don't so like slow this down. get out of here yeah so they decide to stay in my blind spot for a while they tail me they get in front of me and then they deliberately slow down to get behind me for the single lane okay and i'm thinking in my head i was like okay bud get out of here man i'm tired of this and the first time i got a speeding ticket it was because i thought someone was trying to race me and I sped away from them, and it was a state trooper. That's so funny. And it dawned on me. They were baiting me. It dawned on me that... Uh, yeah, they would do that. So that I'd, sounds like a, like a, a shifty cop technique. Yeah, so I followed the, sp- the speed limit to the T mm-hmm. for like 30 minutes. And mm-hmm. on single lane, that is infuriating. Absolutely. So I hated myself, and mm-hmm. I could see in my rear view, there were more people behind them. Mm-hmm. And then we finally, finally, finally get to the, the end of it. Mm-hmm. Two lanes open up. I get out of their way. They mm-hmm. pass me. I was a normal car. That's so funny. That was not was a, a car. Regular it was car? a regular car with, with like, stuff on its roof, though. Yeah, like, like, a, I'm like, not, a, like a rack or something like that. I'm not like crazy that. because I know all the signs of cops. Uh-huh. Like, I check the license plates. I check the secret stuff, whatever. Mm-hmm. But it was so dark. And so I, oh man, I just ruined a bunch of You throw of holy day. water on them to make sure that they're <laughs> actually cops? Mm-hmm. The, the thing I do the most is just speed. I speed and if they pull me over, they're cops. That's true. That's a, a foolproof technique. Yeah. So I tensed up for nothing, ruined a bunch of people's day That's by so going funny. the speed limit, by following mm-hmm. the law. I'll never do that again. You shouldn't. I will never follow the law. I know I don't. I learned my lesson. I've never gotten a ticket. Well, good for you. Yeah, I'm going to knock on wood, some actually. Some of us may be so lucky. Uh, well, you're driving <laughs> home, so that's on you. Where's some wood? I'm not going to. I hear some. They took all of the wood out of the studio so that everyone would have incredibly terrible, terrible, terrible luck. luck. Yeah. Or put their foot in their mouth. Mm-hmm. All right. So Scooby-Doo. We're talking Scooby-Doo. Scooby-Doo. This week. So let's 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 get a little bit of context. Scooby-Doo has been around for uh, over 40 years. Almost 50 now. Over 50. Over 50. So the first episode was in 1969. Mm-hmm. Um, the reason Scooby-Doo even exists is because... Um, it started on CBS, mm-hmm. and they had their morning shows. They had a lineup. They were going to start, you know, every once in a while they have to, like, freshen up. they got to get some new shows going. Yeah. Um, there were parent watch groups that thought that the shows in the 60s were too violent. That's so funny. So, like, what is that, like, Man from Uncle and Get Smart? <laughs> are those the, those are the only shows it's that exist? like existed? the Andy Griffith show. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, they it's thought they were too violent. Leave it to was too violent. <laughs> Dennis the Menace, and they're like, I don't like the way he's looking at his neighbor. so funny. Um, oh, Star Trek. I'm so embarrassed. Look, I couldn't even... I did all this research. I could not name a single show from the, from 60s. the 60s. Yeah. So these watch groups thought they were incredibly violent, and so they came up with 
Scooby-Doo, mm-hmm. after after a few trial and errors, they just pulled from a syndicated radio, not syndicated, but a, a, a serial show yeah. um, about mysteries and another show called The Many Loves of Debbie Gills. Mm-hmm. And then they just took the characters and modified them. That's at, interesting. So was there a talking dog in The Many Loves of Debbie Gill? No, it was it was like the archetypes of the the people themselves. Oh, okay. So and like then a they hippie, kind of, they planted a jock. A, they planted, yeah. Well, and they had a different trial where they tried to model them after um, the Archie comics characters because Archie was popular then too. I could see that with Fred. Yeah, I mean, it does follow to to a certain degree. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's oh Jughead, my god! Imagine scrappy. imagine the Riverdale Scooby Doo crossover right now. Oh man! Oh oh man! <laughs> Well, they crossed over Supernatural, so it could happen. It could, anything could happen. Oh, do you think CW would ever make a live-action Scooby-Doo show in the style oh. of like Riverdale or Nancy Look, if, Drew? If they get the rights, they they should. have the rights. It's the same company. <sighs> Guys, That's I'm gonna a start dream a petition. Change.org. <laughs> yeah, so so they started doing the they called it the Mysteries Five. Mm-hmm. Something that we were deprived of is that they were also a rock band. That's so and they thought they thought the concept of them being. A rock, band. a rock band first and mystery solvers on the side was too much for them that's so so funny. they dropped the rock band aspect but they mm-hmm. still have rock music in the show and it's awesome yeah it is. wait hold on isn't that the premise for the josie and the pussycat show like the cartoon is that they're a rock band that solves mysteries on the side yeah but they i don't know how they managed to do it i think there's like too many those girls can do it all lexi look women can do anything they want yeah if 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 fred shaggy and scoob weren't in the picture you bet velma and <laughs> and daphne would be rocking out um so they found they found the pattern that they liked um for those of you who aren't familiar with scooby-doo um i feel like there are probably few of you because i mean scooby-doo so uh-huh. it ain't new um what's new scooby-doo oh bad there you go bad shoehorned it um the gang the five of them mm-hmm. happen across or are contacted to solve some sort of supernatural event or mm-hmm. mystery um initially it seems like it's something that's supernatural but they don't immediately rule that out they just look toward the practical and uh, after some investigating they figure out it is by human interference. It's some sort of elaborate ruse meant to distract everybody. Mm-hmm. And they catch the bad guy, usually with some sort of like Rube Goldberg type trap. Like it's Right, a, Fred loves his traps. Yeah, as elaborate as the schemes are, though it matches with the way that they trap the villains. <laughs> you know, that's the end goal for the show, is that people contact us to go solve mysteries for them. Oh, yeah. And what contact we, we take us notes? at uh, uglyswampstories at gmail.com <laughs> if you have a mystery you'd like the ugly, the swamp ass uggos to solve. Yeah, if you think it's so impressive the way I can read the Wikipedia of Scooby-Doo, <laughs> contact us to solve crimes. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought that was super interesting. It usually ends up being people in costumes. Yeah. So they always unmask them. They have their classic lines. You know, it was old man Jenkins. It was old man Jenkins, and I would have gotten away with it too if it weren't for you meddling, meddling kids, kids or pesky kids dog. or exactly. Right. Um, and I thought that was so interesting. I feel like that doesn't happen so often in the real world, you know, or does it? Right. But people pretending to be like scary monsters. Yeah, blaming your, you know, blaming all these things on ghosts. And then the more you think about it, the more you find. No, that probably happens all the time. That's kind of the crux of conspiracy theories. Right. Is you're always looking for the person behind the mask. I suppose. Um, and that's kind of what I want to get into today. Tonight? Yes. Okay. Um, because Scooby-Doo brings up an 
an excellent question um, for those of you who may or may not be familiar with Occam's Razor. Now, for those of us who are not familiar <laughs> with Occam's Razor, my degree was in history. Okay. What the hell is it? Okay, so Occam's Razor. Occam was a philosopher. Okay. His name is spelled weird, right? O-C-C-A-M? You'd think so, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's O-C-C-K-A-M. Okay. okay, but you'd think, oh, it's much simpler, just spell it O-C-C-A-M, mm-hmm. right? That's literally why they call it Occam's Razor. You, you t- if you took a razor to his name, you uh-huh. made it simpler, it would be spelled Occam. The simplest result is often the most probable. That is Occam's Razor. So I thought that was like the Sherlock Holmes uh, 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 elementary. Well, yeah, because that's what he always says. He says, uh, uh, once you remove whatever impossible, no matter how improbable, is the solution. That's, that's completely that's different. Paraphrase. That's completely different, <laughs> that's so actually. Now that I false. think about it. I'm <laughs> false. That's not how he says it. Um, no, Occam's razor is like, okay, let's say we walked into the studio today and mm-hmm. it was trashed, mm-hmm. right? What we could say is, okay, two things happened. One, a comet came in, but it came in through the door when the door was open because the draft came in. A comet right. crashed into everything and a bunch of fire ants got out came came out of the comet came out of the comet and tore up our studio tore up the studio and then left mm-hmm. or b Steve the people before us yeah came in a drunken rage and and smashed some things right so mm-hmm. the simplest answer is explanation is the, is is the, the most, most likely is the most likely okay um that makes sense so although it is possible that the other one happened mm-hmm. uh the latter being the most simple is, is the most probable. Is the most likely. So in these scenarios where you have all these kids on these super elaborate, you know, solving these elaborate things, they'll go to haunted houses and people will be like, it's been haunted for years. There's mm-hmm. ghosts, there's rattling noises, people disappear, Disappears, people do that. Yeah. Is it simpler to, to say, no, the answer is simple, it's haunted, or B, oh no, there's some kook in the wall who's been rattling change, living off of food in the pantry, living in secrecy for years right it's simpler to say it's haunted Mm -hmm. if you believe in spirits yeah so does occam razor change depending on what you believe in basically it can um i look i i didn't i didn't have i don't i didn't get a degree in occam's razor (laughs) what i have to show for my college career is one philosophical philosophy book uh-huh. called ultimate questions okay. occam's razor is not even in there so wait hold on wait hold on a second so hold on. occam is a philosopher yeah occam's a did philosopher. he design an entire theory based around the spelling of his own name did he create occam's razor i it's named after him i think so that's so pretentious no but think about it if you no, have no, no, it makes sense but it's pretentious it's, because you know he's like every other philosopher i've ever met <laughs> That's the one thing you get for being a philosopher. Also, <laughs> when it's back in the day, whenever mm-hmm. back in the day is, mm-hmm. right? Picture back in the day. You can have anything named after you. I suppose. Anything. Yeah. Anything, anything, anything. One dude's name was John McAllen. A city's named after him. He parked his McAllen. car in the vicinity of an area once. And now we're like, this is McAllen, The Texas. city that uh, I went to high school in is named Umble, Texas, because the guy, the first guy who opened up the post office was named Umble. See, there you right. go. If you just get somewhere first, if you say something first, mm-hmm. that's your namesake. That Good for sense. you. So imagine if it was like Kaylee's razor, and Kaylee was spelled like K-E-I-G-H-L-E-I-G-H. I hate it. I hate it. 
It's yeah, a, you it's can have, the a, you same can have concept. a Caitlyn's it's razor. It's the same concept. Okay. So Scooby-Doo follows the exact same pattern. Um, sprinkled throughout the show, you do figure out um, that they are going to surprise you at some point. Some of the episodes, some of the movies in the franchise do have supernatural events going on. Right. Um, I watched quite a bit of Scooby-Doo. That, was your, re- that was your research. That was my research. <laughs> that was my research. Um, I'm going to write it off my taxes. I'm going to write off the Netflix subscription, subscription on my taxes because I did it for research. I'm going to write off David's Netflix <laughs> on my taxes. <laughs> um, shout out to David for logging into my Netflix once and not logging out. That's so funny. Um, so you find the pattern in um, in the show especially. Uh, I, went, I went 12 episodes in a row where it was always robots. It was always robots. Mm-hmm. Um... What could that ring always be? I was just... Do you think I was supposed to answer that? I don't know. That's a very classic T-Mobile. Is it T-Mobile? I think so. Listeners, email us and tell us what you think that, that ringtone was. Was that a classic T-Mobile ringtone? Or am I going nuts? I have no clue. Have I been conditioned to think that that specific ringtone is for T-Mobile? I mean, we're supposed to be here. Yeah. Anyway, Which continue. phone is that? Uh, that was not my phone. That was a studio phone. Whoa. That was a studio phone that, I, from what I was told, uh, is not in service. For no reason, I have the heebie-jeebies. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I am ooked and spooked. Anyway, so back to what we were talking about. Right. Um, I went 12 episodes in a row where, despite all the evidence that there... Despite all the evidence mm-hmm. that something supernatural is going on, either it's ghosts, it's a space yeti, it's dinosaurs. It was always someone controlling something with a robot. It was always technology. So it was always humans. You unmask them, you find out it's a human, you find out it's a robot. 12 episodes in a row. Yeah. But you watch the 1998 movie Scooby-Doo uh, and Zombie Island. Zombie Island. Mm-hmm. Um, it tells you right in the name. It's Zombie, it's Island. Zombie Island. And this whole... Th- I, had, I had just watched 12 episodes where I was like, it's people. Mm-hmm. So I'm halfway through this movie, and you see the green hand of some dead pirate confederate. through the dirt. Yeah, mm-hmm. some dead confederate. Um, well, he was a pirate. There, there are other... Oh, con- there are pirates. There, you're right. You're right you're there right. is a confederate. No, there is a confederate. Um, he's separate. We don't claim him. Mm-hmm. Um, we pirates, mm-hmm. I mean. Um, I, saw, I saw the, like, green... You know, ubiquitous with, like, ghoulish zombies, spirits. You just know that when there's, like, green waves around someone... It's bad. They're ghosts. Yeah. It's bad. S- something's something's being haunted at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was watching that, and I went, man, it's probably projectors. How'd they, how'd they do that? How are they going to explain this one in the end? Mm-hmm. It's going to be pretty far-fetched. No, it was zombies. It took me so long into the movie to really believe that it was zombies. Isn't the big twist of Zombie Island that uh, not only are there zombies... But they were cursed by cat people witches. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, you need to turn on Netflix right now. Get you, get you a friend like David. Log mm-hmm. into their Netflix. Look up Zombie Island. I'm gonna, we're going to spoil it all right now. Mm-hmm. So they're cursed, they're cursed by cat people. But it's 100% worth it. Yeah. They're, they go to Louisiana. Uh-huh. And the whole premise is that they have never been able to find real, true hauntings. It's always just people. Mm-hmm. And in pursuit of one final 
shred of evidence that ghosts are real, mm -hmm. they go around Louisiana. Mm -hmm. They go around New Orleans. Um, it's the most haunted state in the country. Absolutely. And they know it too. Um, even in Louisiana, they could not find um, ghosts that weren't just dudes in sheets. That's really funny. They could not that's find so a single. Funny. And that's I was so like, good. in all of Louisiana, that's crazy. Even, Sco even Scooby-Doo is going to be like, nope. We 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 debunked Louisiana. Mm -hmm. Done done and done. Well, they don't have ghosts. They just have KKK members. Oh, that's true. That'd be so funny if they if they pulled off the sheets and it was just like some it was crazy propaganda. Yeah. Um, just the mayor of some small Louisiana town. Yeah, They're, you're like, why is this, this Scooby Doo movie like really pointed at the mayor of like Lafayette for some reason? That's so funny. Um. Yeah, but they, they, they go to Louisiana. They figure out um, that this one mansion is haunted mm -hmm. by a pirate that tried to bury treasure a long, long time ago. Mm -hmm. um, it turns out that they catch it all on camera. Mm -hmm. There is a ghost, but the ghosts were warning them not about themselves. They weren't saying, beware, get out of the house. Mm -hmm. We're going to haunt you and kill you. It was saying there's cat people. They said, yep, there's a cat god. That's a cat god? There were, yeah, there was a cat god that they had to pray to. Oh, my God. We'll, um, we'll hear more about the, the cat god uh, after after this brief message. Thanks for listening to KZSM.org. Um, when I'm on, put on pressure, it goes terribly. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> and welcome back. Welcome back. So we've been talking about Scooby-Doo and the cat god from Zombie Island. Um... If you know anything about Scooby-Doo, you know it's always people. It's never supernatural, except when it is. Mm -hmm. So you never know what to expect. Um, I want to wrap up on, on Zombie yeah, Island Let's get to some of real these real quick, cases. I'm, I'm curious about those. So I looked into it. I wanted to figure out, you know, Scooby-Doo's been around a really long time. In the 50 years it's been on, there has to have been something similar to that. People dressing up, people trying to deliberately distract you from the truth because they think it's so much simpler to to convince you that something you know spiritual is happening something supernatural yeah. um but really just masking their deliberate ruses mm -hmm. and i i got some luck okay i got some luck some of these some of these are hilarious some of these i think are amazing right one of them is incredibly messed up. I am so excited to hear and about I, it. And you'll know exactly which one which it one is you when you get there. Yes, yeah, you exactly. sent me a text today saying, I'm so excited. <laughs> this is so fucked up. That it is, ladies and gentlemen. Um, so, good God. Getting into these, I, I'm not even going to tell you when, when, when we're going to turn. Okay. But something I did want to do, because it is my episode, mm -hmm. is to enter these like I am Ryan from BuzzFeed. Okay. In 18th century England, a widowed man was to marry his wife's sister, but that was considered illegal because that would be incest. If a man in mid-century England, let me reiterate, marries his wife's sister, that is illegal. Not just wrong. I mean, it's I, illegal. I, I, I think it should be illegal. I think they're trying to hate on the player. <laughs> Not the game. Not the game. Nah, man. Your wife, your wife dies. Actually, he li he, he likes what he likes. He you likes know what, what I mean? Likes. Mm -hmm. And what he likes is that specific bloodline. Um, so w with that in mind, this guy in mid-century England, uh, his name is William Kent. Mm -hmm. He said, he said, 
screw the pigs. I'm gonna wear. I'm gonna, I'm gonna wear my dead wife's sister. Okay. Yeah. Um, so he elopes um, with his sister-in-law, right, or his ex-sister-in-law. Her name is Fanny. Oh, so it's bad a, name. Yeah. So it's William and Fanny. They're uh-huh. married, and they need a place to stay. They are renting a house. Okay. With some other guy, and his daughter. Okay. Um, and the daughter's the, the daughter's young. The daughter's really nice. Kind of strikes up a friendship with them, um, but pretty soon. Um, they, uh, they run into some trouble. Right. Um, and like I said, what they're doing is illegal. So they, they had left like London to escape the hustle and bustle because someone eventually was going to notice. That's really funny. Incest. They were just, they were afraid people were going to point at them in the streets and be like, you're doing incest. Sinner. We're going to get you. Sinner. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so kind of as a coercion the uh his landlord essentially so his landlord and his daughter mm-hmm. all they all live together mm-hmm. his landlord would gamble and ask him for money and kind of coerce him into doing it um isn't that what rent is yeah but like uh, you know on top uh-huh. he'd be like yeah y- we're not friends but i need some money i need to your go. money i am your landlord. i'm gonna go drunkenly gamble away your money and he hardly ever paid it back right so he was already in in trouble but he had like nothing nothing he could like leverage because he's he's a criminal for the rest of his life for he's Mary. a fugitive on the run look love is love baby yeah put it on a flag put it on a flag um so so he was in some trouble but that's what the b and lgbt stands for it stands for <laughs> bitch i'm gonna marry my my dead wife's sister there's there needs to be like a wss for like widow stepsister that's like. so funny i'm pretty sure that's a pornhub category um comment below your favorite <laughs> incest porn category um so the um so he was in trouble but the girls were getting along fine so fanny and the landlord's daughter elizabeth were s- so cool so simpatico they would sleep in the same bed sometimes they would just hang out uh one time while elizabeth so the daughter of the landlord was sleeping mm-hmm. fanny heard eerie scratching noises okay and she thought they were they were being haunted mm-hmm. she thought it was the ghost of her sister warning her that something bad was going to happen mm-hmm. because they were fugitives mm-hmm. um but they quickly they quickly dismissed it um obviously that seems like something pretty far-fetched you think the ghost of your sister is warning you about you know something that seems like long forgotten at this rats. point Rats would have right. been my guess. Occam's razor. It's rats. You got a rat problem. Um, Did I nail it? Did I get it right? No. Damn it. Uh, so after after the scratching, they move out of the house. They move out of the house for good. Uh-huh. Um, but not long after, Fanny died of smallpox. <gasps> so something bad did happen to her. Um, so having, no, having two dead sisters as widows... Mm-hmm. Um, and William had marries their nothing else. He's no longer fugitive, essentially. He right. no longer is a criminal. He's not actively doing incest. Mm-hmm. He sues his landlord for all the money that he owes him. Mm-hmm. Um, coincidentally, the scratchings start again. Right. Ooh. <laughs> um, this time, they, they claimed that it was the ghost of Fanny mm-hmm. who was warning him again. Um, That's and she, she, 
they said that and the the scratching started back at the landlord's house Mm -hmm. and then they were like oh it's the ghost of fanny she's mad about her friendship with elizabeth being torn apart and she was only haunting her because she cared so much about her and all sorts of stuff Mm -hmm. um it's a and and she was trying to say that she, oh, oh Fanny was Fanny was trying to say oh she didn't didn't actually die of smallpox she died of arsenic or something mm-hmm. so basically the landlord is like this guy's out of his mind he's trying to sue me for money but for really money. he killed his wife right so that's what he's trying to say I bet the landlord's daughter did it is that your final bet yeah so you think no I take it back I think the landlord did it. I think he wanted more tenants. Okay. So, basically, this land look, this 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 landlord's a business guy. He's mm-hmm. a drunk, he's a gambler, but he's a business guy. Someone say that is business. This story spread around England. Uh-huh. Um, like wildfire. And right. they ca- they ca- they called it they called it scratching Fanny. Which Bad, is awesome. Terrible name. <laughs> Super That's awesome. also on Pornhub. Incredibly awesome. Um and the article that I that I read, um, uh-huh. based you know based off this, um, <laughs> keeps calling Parsons a slick weasel. I'm sorry, the landlord is named is, is they Parsons. Call, he's they a keep slick calling weasel. him slick weasel, the slick weasel That's that so he was. Um, so he started charging admission for people to see his house. Yeah. Um, and still not paying back the the, what he the twice widower. So now he's making money off of his former tenant's dead wife and not paying him all the money <laughs> he stole gambling. Yeah, he said he said rip to your two dead wives, but I got the bag to chase. That's so funny. Um, so everybody in everybody in England heard about this. Also, look this this story could not give us more juicy juicy niblets of just the names of everything uh-huh. they also they they lived in a city called cock lane incredible you're making this no nope there's no i'm i'm gonna cite so this mla funny. style it is it is in the article okay turn it in um, by the end of the week okay i'm gonna turn it in. well if i turn it in a few days late is it gonna f- affect your grade no. okay. okay awesome um so since everybody knew about it obviously a wider audience means more skeptics mm-hmm. so a lot of people went to the house um and William Kent, right, the original mm-hmm. rig- OG widower, mm-hmm. um, he revealed in a twist, he was using the ghost story against the landlord. He said, no, it is true. And Fanny is going to reveal another secret by tapping on her coffin. Okay. S- so he tried to turn the ruse around uh-huh. and everyone went to her coffin and nothing happened. Mm-hmm. So he basically was like, Boom! Debunked. You owe me money. There's no okay. There's no ghost. Yeah. So everyone went to the cemetery. They heard nothing. Um, the investigators pressed harder. It was Elizabeth making the noises. I nailed it. You I did nail it. Oh my god! I'm so good. She had a I'm scratching so board. Good. So good. So mm. good. Excellent. Excellent detective work. Yeah, we peaked the audio with that one. She. <laughs> Sorry for everybody listening. <laughs> um. Yeah, she put a board in her corset. Uh-huh. She'd wash, washboard abs. She wa- <laughs> just splinters, <and laughs> splinters everywhere. <laughs> just, just to, yeah, just as a prank to her good friend. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, um, but the um, the the landlord, the dad, he mm-hmm. had orchestrated the whole thing. Like that's what he wanted. He wanted to to yeah. mess with them. He wanted them. He sp- wanted them freaked out. He, gone. Yeah, he was he was just spinning lies everywhere. Mm-hmm. You know, 
made a lot of money out of it mm-hmm. for his shenanigans he got two years in prison that's so funny and they Eli- arrest you for anything in england yeah um and elizabeth got off because she said she was merely obeying her father, her father. which means if you're a good daughter you don't have to go to prison <laughs> um yeah so that's the that's the f- the one of the earliest examples i could find of people mm-hmm. deliberately being like it's a ghost creating a fake okay mm-hmm. interesting yeah. i could see that and it is also uh, a rich old man trying to use uh some supernatural hooky bullshit to get more money exactly that's um, that is a scooby-doo episode that's classic i'm so surprised i didn't stumble across that episode yet mm-hmm um what of the haunted landlord <laughs> scooby-doo in the twice widow that's so funny <laughs> the haunted landlord pick any landlord they're haunted they're haunted you think your landlord ain't haunted boy you got another thing coming <laughs> um that one's awesome also just because it's called scratching fanny yeah um and again you would think the simplest thing all back in the days so that mm-hmm. was mid 18th century that's yeah. the 1700s mm-hmm. they're they don't have they don't have the technology to to create elaborate ruses yeah, they had a washboard they had a washboard and they had and a, smallpox and <laughs> they had people in another room going "Ooh!" it was so convenient that she got smallpox oh so convenient. <laughs> a little too convenient if you ask me it's interesting that it didn't turn out to be arsenic you know like it still could have been it's, it's probably not something that they wanted to investigate like back yeah. they're like not going to dig up the body mm-hmm. um and i i'm guessing they had so many cases of smallpox they were like we know what smallpox is i like. think there's a good chance this landlord legitimately killed his tenant to make more money off of it yeah um but also what do we expect <laughs> what do we expect you're so right um considering how our landlords treat us <laughs> at, room, at our apartment complex at our uh, at our humble abode um also speaking of our apartment complex um this whole time i've just been waiting to shake my fist at some of the neighbor kids and just call them meddling kids uh-huh. um as we should just start putting shiny things in our yard mm-hmm. hoping that someone that traps you want to entrap children <laughs> are you we you know can't, what I we say can't this post this we can't post this online <laughs> i just want to call kids meddling uh-huh um what's the next one the next one next one's a fun one okay you're gonna like this um I'll, I'll I'll give it another one before I go into the, the incredibly incredibly okay. haunting. We got some time. Yeah. Also, there is um there was um a really short example of there was a real life Scooby Doo. Um, there was a um a Great Dane named Scooby Doo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there was a Great Dane named Scooby Doo, and he was a real life Scooby Doo. Wow. End of story. Um, no, there was a, there was a um, person who um, was hung in her own apartment, and everyone assumed it Hanged. was... Hanged. Hung means they have a huge dick. No, she was hung. <laughs> <laughs> we can prove it. Um, she was she was hanged uh-huh. in her own her own living space. Right. And they assumed that it was a suicide. Mm-hmm. Um, and then one investigator was suspicious of it, and she had a dog. And so they had one suspect that they thought it could po- that possibly could have been involved in foul play. Mm-hmm. And they took the dog into the same room with them and the dog went nuts. They started barking like crazy and they found that to be sufficient grounds to open up a full investigation. Yeah. And that was the first dog ever put on trial as That's a witness. So funny. Um as a w- <laughs> I'd like to call uh <laughs> Fado to the stand. <laughs> Find, will you state your full name? <laughs> um, 
Um, shout shout out to all of our crime fighting. Now, as there. my client Chico so clearly demonstrates, my 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 client sure do Kiro Taco Bell. Yeah, let's let's come up with some other dog names. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see where it is. That's fascinating. That uh, 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 that someone put a dog. I mean, that's not surprising. Dogs have been mayors before. Dogs have been mayors. Dogs Cats have too. Dogs have done incredible things. Super dogs. Mm-hmm. Underdogs. Don't get it twisted. Um, this one seems a little bit closer to something that might actually happen in Scooby Doo. Okay. Um, back in um, back in Korea. Uh, this this is quite a, this is probably I'd, I'd say in the 1900s. Okay. Right? Oh, not the Korean War, like legitimately just in Korea. In Korea. Okay, you said that like a veteran, so I thought you meant. <laughs> Back when I visited Korea. Uh huh. Okay, so eighteen um, hundreds Korea. Yeah, eighteen nineteen. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, back in Korea, there were people working in a um, in a gold mine. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of the workers there had some, you know, some picky fingers. Okay. Um, started taking home gold and all the things that they would find. Mm-hmm. Um, and they didn't have a good way to to keep track of anybody that was doing that mm-hmm. since it was all in the dark it was all anonymous so their boss pulled out one of the oldest tricks in the book mm-hmm. they took out their own glass eye okay put it on a table at the very front of the mine uh-huh. and had a, uh, a sign in like a lore that said this eye can see anyone that steals gold that's so funny. um and they they were so superstitious. Um, <laughs> and this guy's name, I kid you not, Patch I Pete. Patch I Pete. Oh my god. Um, yeah, he took his own glass eye out of his head, mm. and he told all the miners through this eye, I can see if any of you are taking this gold mm. or any of the supplies. I can see it mm-hmm. because. That, that's how anatomy works. That's right. how glass eyes work. Right, 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 right. According to Mr. Potato Head rules. Yes. Uh, Patrick Potato Head. Um, he, uh, he, to, to his surprise, it worked. No <laughs> one was stealing anything anymore. Um, and this, this went on and on. It was a great thing. He just didn't have his glass eye anymore. And so one day. Yes, it's covered in dirt now. Yeah, people just spitting on it it's like super dusty Mm -hmm. his glass eye has a black lung um (laughs) it worked until someone put a cup over the eye that's so funny everyone started stealing again Uh, oldest trick in the book oldest trick in the book um everyone started stealing again Mm -hmm. um so what he did and this was like at the at the point where gramophones existed, mm-hmm. but not a lot of people knew about them. Right. So gramophone, the, the things Grammys are based off, right? Right. right, right. right. Old, old. I, I'm familiar with the gramophone. An old sound machine, mm-hmm. right? The the old version of a boombox. Yeah. Um, so he recorded, um, just just general creepy stuff, just general moans and groans and and warnings of stealing, and he will, you know, the great mm-hmm. spirit will will find you mm-hmm. and he just put it deep in a mine and he played it the very next day everything that was ever stolen was returned was returned that's pretty convincing yeah wait hold on his name was patch i pete patch i pete mm-hmm. was he a white guy i don't know it was in korea dude well yeah but it was the 1800s because my interpretation of this is that some colonizer goes to korea <laughs> and just takes advantage 
of these these poor uneducated like peasants basically mm-hmm. and when they finally start to like try to take care of themselves because you know they're getting underpaid right he, he plays a, a trick on them yeah what they're doing is they're they're seizing the means uh-huh and he is cursing uh, them that's so funny he's cursing their conscience uh, yeah mm-hmm. patch ip i mean what a I mean, Colonizer Pete is not Col- as... Colonizer Pete isn't as catchy, I guess. As, no. Mayor Pete's pretty good. No, Mayor Pete's pretty bad, actually. Yeah. No, Mayor Pete is pretty... No. The, the, the man. The man. Bad. Yeah. I'd also like to take this time to remind everybody that, that the opinions, opinions expressed on this program are solely those of your host or of my co-host and do not reflect those of KZSM Community Radio or its governing body, SMTXCRA. Thank you very much, Alexi. Just to reiterate. Speaking um. of, uh, we will be right back after this brief message. Experience San Marcos. You should come to the river and jump in or go downtown and take a run around to see all the local merchants. But if you want to feel San Marcos, you need to tune in on Tuesday nights at 9 to 10 p.m. and listen to Downtown Funk with Sammy the Bull playing all the top hits, top grooves, Obscure funk from the 70s, 80s, and 90s. So if you want to get your groove on and reminisce, or if you want to feel like it was back in the day, tune in on Tuesday nights at 9 p.m. All right, welcome back, everybody, to the final stretch of Swamp Ass Duggles here on KZSM.org. We are in the midst of Lexi Morris leading her first episode. And telling us some real-life Scooby-Doo cases. Yes. So, we've, we've done some softballs. Mm-hmm. We've seen Scratching Fanny. We've seen Patch-Eyed Pete. Mm-hmm. This one... Those do kind of sound like Scooby-Doo villains, actually. <laughs> do sound like Scooby-Doo villains. Uh, this one, I will not give a name. Okay. <laughs> so, this happened in the mid-90s in the United Kingdom. Mm-hmm. So, oh, I'm sorry. Back to Ryan from BuzzFeed. Mm -hmm. This story comes from the United Kingdom, and what I'm about to share is incredibly depressing and villainous. It's a very good impression. Thank you. This is my only good impression. Mm -hmm. Well, Giver Godfrey's pretty good, but that's for another episode. Put that that toothpaste back in the tube. Um, In the middle of the night, three young boys lay awake, listening to the sounds of scraping against their roof. The boys heard... A ghastly spirit, one that claimed to be Freddy Krueger from the Nightmare on Elm Street. The terror went beyond spooky sounds of scratching in the night. While you could attribute that to branches hitting the house in the wind, or the wild imaginings of adolescents in the dark, the boys also had marks on their arms that they got in their sleep. Like bug bites? Just physical, like some sort of physical. Just scratches. Kind of scratches. I mean, I wake up with those all the time, too, but that's mostly because of the cat. Yeah. Well, not they weren't bruises, and they weren't, like, some sort of easily distinguishable. Like, you know, if you you had, like, a bug bite or Mm -hmm. or a spider bite. You scratch yourself in your sleep, you can tell. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Imagine, it's, like, the scariest thing in the world to them, but they just, like, slept really hard on their sheets. So they have lines. They have, like, the pattern of their, yeah. (laughs) Um, So ghost. Unsolved. Um. So they, they had those scratches. They woke up with them, mm-hmm. and they had heard all those noises. And then it was scratching. It was terrifying. These kids lay awake, and this is happening in the middle of the night. And it's not just once either. Mm-hmm. This, is, this is repeated. Yeah. And so while you could say, okay, well, 
this could be that, this could be that. When you wake up with that kind of physical evidence, mm-hmm. that raises some serious questions. Yeah, there's proof. Um, so that's much harder to refute. Mm-hmm. But the children stayed silent and didn't tell anybody about the strange and terrifying encounters. And you think with children, they are either A, telling the truth, or B, they're doing it for attention. Mm-hmm. And if they're not telling anybody, that makes you think that what's happening to them is real, whether or not yeah. they tell someone about it. So, you could only imagine what happens years later when they tell someone about what happened. Mm-hmm. Well. Well, what did happen? So. I didn't mean to interrupt you. I'm sorry. No, no, no you're good. <laughs> I got, dude, I had a flow going. Sorry. sorry. Oh, I mean, God. No. I got to, like, channel my Ryan. We're in the clock. We're in the clock. We're in the clock. Set it back. Um, okay. So, they, they wake up with these, these marks. Mm-hmm. If, if if your child said, I heard scratching and I have these marks, what would you think happened? I would, uh, if they woke up with scratches, I would think they scratched themselves. Or that there's some kind of, like, creature mm-hmm. in their bedroom. Okay, so what they claim is that the creature themselves claimed to be Freddy Krueger. Okay, so they said that Freddy Krueger was attacking them? Yes. And they woke up with these scratch marks. Uh huh. And this was before. This so this was after the nightmare movies, then. Yes. Okay. Uh, yeah. This is this is like the nineties. Okay. So they're fully aware, young mm-hmm. kids, but aware. Yeah. Um, what actually happened? And this is this is this is some Scooby stuff. Uh huh. Some vil- really screwed up Scooby stuff. Uh huh. Their stepfather went into the loft above them uh-huh. and made scratching noises and pretended to be Freddy Krueger to freak them out. Okay. He also got pet lizards to bite these kids Jesus in the Christ. middle of the night. Um, it gets so much worse. Oh, so that's boy. kind of a fun, like, oh, pull off the mask. It's a prank from well, dad. Well, except for the lizard bites. Yeah, if it was just yeah. the attic stuff, that's a, that's a kooky little fun stuff. Yeah, so the reason I even stumbled upon this is w- in my research, I was looking for these kind of ruses, these Scooby-like villains where you take off the mask, and it wasn't it wasn't a spirit at all, it wasn't Freddy Krueger, mm-hmm. and it wasn't a ghost. It was someone they knew. Mm-hmm. It was their stepdad. Mm-hmm. You know, my stepdad did something similar all the time. Really? Well, except for the lizard bites. I was afraid of vampires and, like, aliens all the time as mm-hmm. a kid. Uh, so when we lived in Jersey, he would put on a Mickey Mouse cap with, like, the little ears mm-hmm. and take uh, uh, um, Smarty Rolls and put them so they look like fangs and then walk into my room at, like, 2 in the morning and go, Nino, Nino, Nino. That was terrifying. That sounds... I terrifying. pissed myself. <laughs> how, how old was... Uh, I was about 14. About 14. <laughs> yeah. Imagine being in eighth grade and the the most terrifying thing to you is someone going... Mickey Mouse ears on. <laughs> the most terrifying thing is is your stepdad reminding you that you'll never go to Disney World. Which <laughs> <laughs> is not that the budget too this close year. To home, Lexi. <laughs> Look, I've never been either, and I know I'm never. You going know who has been? My sister. Oh, she gets everything. She d- anyway, she continue. So, it gets worse. <laughs> it gets worse, um, because the first article I read framed this as a fun Scooby Doo villain story yeah upon a little more investigating uh this guy this is not the first time he had done this and the reason these he's a serial freddy krueger impersonator the reason these these children didn't speak out until 
over over oh, two no. decades Is, later. Oh no, he was molesting the. No. That's, right. That's I a mean, surprise. That's a. That's clearly where it sounded this, like the, this. The was relief, going. the relief of yeah. that, but also oh, intense abuse. Oh, incredibly, he would he would like kind of manifest that Freddy Krueger like I'm gonna play games whatever uh-huh. he would do nuts stuff to them he would strap them into toy cars and uh-huh. ram them into walls oh he, my god he put and this was this wasn't even just those kids because he he was the stepfather I believe to the first kids from the first story right but it didn't work out he had mm-hmm. other girlfriends Can't imagine other why. he was a father figure to many kids right oh, this guy's name is David Lamb by okay. the way um from the UK. Okay. He was arrested in 2013 when when these kids decided to come forward and, mm-hmm. and say these About things. About their horrific abuse. Yeah, because he he would hang them from door frames and hit them with brooms. Oh my god. He, yeah, he would put them in the trunk of their car. I feel so bad for referencing my stepfather in this story. <laughs> my stepdad's a great guy. There was um, yeah, there is no way you could have foreseen this coming. <laughs> no. Um. Yeah, just s- serial abuse. Whoops. And um, he was arrested in 2013. Okay. Uh, uh, got out on bail, right? Mm-hmm. On his court date, did not show up. When they found him, he was hiding under the bed of his current girlfriend. Oh my! Like like, a, a, like an actual monster. Yes, he was hiding under the bed. That's the monster under the bed. So interesting. And she, his then girlfriend did not know anything about the situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, he just David just rolled under the bed one morning. I don't know the look. I I, I didn't get to read her diary. Or she didn't know he she didn't know he was there. That'd be terrifying. Um, but the worst part is that when he was arrested, when it was all happening, mm-hmm. his girlfriend has five kids and was pregnant with his child. Oh my god! And she had no idea any of that past stuff happened. And this guy, I I have no context for how bad sentences are anymore. In the UK, he got five years. That seems a little little that, short for that seems pretty short child abuse. Yeah. yeah, he was convicted of of child abuse of of cruelty, child uh-huh. cruelty. Um, five years. That's a little short. These kids are um, traumatized. Yeah, their their stories are just horrifying to uh-huh. to to read. Yeah, all of them said that they that they just you know just just the typical trauma. You right. Know? I some of them turned to drugs. Some of them couldn't make friends growing up. Some of them were like, "I feel so lonely," and I don't know why. Because he got bit, hit with brooms all the time. Yeah, because some dude wanted to live out his Freddy his Krueger, Freddy Krueger fantasy. fantasies. Yeah. Well, that uh, I, you know, that's just like a Scooby Doo episode. Just like Truly. a Scooby Doo episode. What's new Scooby Doo? Hey, this was our first true crime episode. Yeah. And you did a good job for it. Well, thank you. Mm-hmm. The something I I had scratched out on here. Um, which me saying it doesn't make it any better. I'm mm-hmm. just telling you that I scratched it out. Okay. Um, but because this is so depressing, I was like, wouldn't it be funny if I said this and it wouldn't be? But I'm still you gonna were, say you it. were pitching jokes to yourself. Yeah, your, pitching jokes to myself. Okay. Yeah. Um, and he would have got away with it too if it weren't for his meddling, traumatized kids. Yeah. Oh, Lexi. No, real talk though. That's bad. Hey, it's important that they came out though, even if it was two decades later. Well, yeah, crimes are they should definitely come out. Oh. Uh, and he was convicted. Oh, thank God. Good for them. Yeah. So, something that we don't talk about enough is the rock music of Scooby Doo. Mm-hmm. We we had like we got here not very early, but the mm-hmm. whole time we we were just sitting here before starting the episode, we mm-hmm. were both singing different Scooby Doo songs. Mm-hmm. 
There's Mostly so the many different theme songs. They're very good. They're very good. We should make a playlist. A Swamp Swamp Ass Uggos playlist in Spotify for mm-hmm. of just Scooby Doo music. Mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, I I really enjoyed researching Scooby Doo because mm-hmm. watching Scooby Doo is a great time. Mm-hmm. But there are so many classic lines in the Scooby Doo like movies, mm-hmm. um, especially if you watch. Um, zombie island yeah um that one comes i think after a gap mm-hmm. and so it just hits you with all the classic lines right off the bat it starts out with him solving a mystery so right off the bat you get that and i would have gotten away with it if it weren't for you meddling kids mm-hmm. and your and your dog mm-hmm. um you get a zinky you get a, no, a zoinks you zoinks, get a jinkies you get a i'm pretty sure you get an i can't see without my glasses there's a rut row oh there's that's, plenty of that's rows. pretty common um and an incredible line where daphne goes Shaggy, the zombies are the good guys. That's pretty iconic. I mean, does it ever come up in conversation? No. no but you'll find a way. You found a way to bring it up in conversation. Oh, th- you bet I'll find a way Absolutely. to bring it up in conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, don't you think it's strange, though, that in all of Louisiana, the only one place that was haunted was, a, was like... A former plantation? No, that does not surprise me. <laughs> the worst part is, like, they... The, the the plantation was flourishing and then the cat people took it over like it mm-hmm. wasn't it wasn't the typical it wasn't like slave labor i think it the, was completely useless. i think the biggest problem of zombie island is that the zombie confederates are the good guys <laughs> that kind of rubs me the wrong way actually yeah it's so strange when confederates come up in any media because you ha- i mean they all have you know they yeah. were people they existed there in history mm-hmm. it's america unfortunately right like you know yeah some states are just going to have all that kind of jazz come up. Mm-hmm, all mm-hmm. that jazz. Most states, actually, in the Union have a very racist history. Yeah. Uh, I, I would venture to say all of them. Yeah. I would venture to say all of them. I would say all of them, too. Um, but, they, yeah, they brought up Confederates in the middle of a Scooby-Doo movie. That's so funny. And I was like, this is really old. I don't know what's going <laughs> to happen. I don't know what they're going to say next about them. That's pretty good. Um, I also... Uh, because I was in charge today, mm-hmm. because I'm the captain now, mm-hmm. um, I did ask Jordan to come up with a perfect crime to see if I could solve it like the mystery gang would. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have a lot of faith that mm-hmm. I'm going to be able to solve it. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I don't think there's anything to solve in my crime. I think I'm just going to poke holes in everything you're doing. And okay. Try. I'm just going to like D&D this. Okay, would you like to hear my 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 yes. my perfect crime? What's your perfect crime? My perfect crime would be uh um getting a paintball gun. Right. Uh some PVC pipes mm-hmm. and you can extend the barrel, you get a scope, it becomes a paint sniper. Um and from uh across the parking lot where they cannot see me, I shoot at the cameras outside the lows so that the cameras are blacked <laughs> out. And then I can drive up and take all of the soil mm-hmm. and potted plants that they keep outside and then put it on our patio as part of our garden. Mm. Okay. I'd so say that's the perfect crime. <laughs> the, per- the perfect crime. Okay. So there's n- not any ghosts involved in this at all. I didn't realize there had to be. <laughs> <laughs> you sent me a text at, at 3 o'clock today saying... Hey, come up with your perfect crime. And I did. This is the perfect crime for me. I'll give you enough context. That's fine. <laughs> <You know? laughs> uh, yeah, if I were the mystery gang, look, if I was Fred mm-hmm. and I went to the crime scene, mm-hmm. first, I would say it was a ghost. Mm-hmm. Second, I would say it's probably 
based on the angle that this camera was shot at, it's a short guy. H- hang on. I'd be from I'd be shooting from a building. Mm-hmm. And then I would just drive around and be like, who's got a bunch of bunch plants? Of plants? <laughs> just terrorizing everybody with a green thumb. That's so everybody funny. minding their own business. Mm-hmm. Um, here, look, I could not even settle on one. I tried to come up with one, too. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I kept poking holes in my own. Mm-hmm. But this, this is how I would... This is your perfect this, crime? This is my perfect crime. This is my Scooby-Doo perfect crime. Mm-hmm. So I work at a museum. Okay. A museum that has gold. Mm-hmm. And it's and it's the pandemic. So okay. everyone's wearing face masks. Mm-hmm. I am a I'm I'm the president. I'm the president of the museum. Of the museum. That's what they're called. Mm-hmm. I'm the president of the museum and it's the pandemic and I'm going to there are ghosts. There mm-hmm. are ghosts and there there are people dropping dead, not due to corona, due to sheer terror so Mm. people are fainting people are getting knocked out um and people don't think it's safe to come to the museum anymore and suddenly uh, a new exhibit comes in that everyone wants to see and while they're all seeing that i take gold i take gold from another place Uh and while everyone's watching the new exhibit something crazy happens ghosts ghosts happen Mm mm-hmm unspecified ghoulish things unspecified ghost happens at new exhibit yeah and so you get away with the gold so so i get away with the gold but then okay security cameras they Uh know what's going on nuh-uh there's ghosts on the security cameras and i take such an interest in in catching the person Uh that i meticulously go through the footage myself and all i can find are ghosts whoa what really happened is i i you had little cut out i have i have popsicle sticks of ghosts (laughs) that you've glued in front of the security i have i have in one room i have projectors i have fog Uh i have black light Uh i've got a production i've got the artistic director from i don't know cats or something okay something very haunting movie very haunting beautiful score they're Uh they're doing the whole production in the room where everyone wants to go in the other one i've got a little paper mache ghost in front of the camera mm-hmm. i take the gold to the bathroom i have 20 bic lighters that i use to melt down the gold mm-hmm. i pour the gold into one of those plastic mouth things that look like vampire teeth that you get from mr gaddy's when you have 25 tickets vampire fangs i put the vampire fangs specifically for mr gaddy's uh-huh. in my own mouth and so you walk out with and i walk out with my mouth with gone. your vampire grill with my vampire grill. That's, and no one is none the way. That is very elaborate. If I were the Scooby gang, I would say uh, no crime has been committed. Because that gold <laughs> was probably gotten uh, illegally <laughs> from some native population somewhere anyway. Right. Yeah, no no. And as the president, it is your rightful property anyway. Because you own everything in the museum. Yeah. Everyone, all eyes are supposed to be on the security guard. Yeah. Because the security guard has a degree in theater. Mm-hmm. And so when they're saying... Oh, this this elaborate production was done. Who could have put that on? The security guard who won't stop tap dancing. Whoa! But what they don't know is that I just have a lot of money. <laughs> so that's how you could get away with that's it. I got away with it. That's how you could buy twenty big yeah. lighters. Yeah. If they follow the trail, they'll see that the my office just has nineteen big lighters on the floor. That's so and funny. an identical that's your one biggest in evidence. my pocket. Mm-hmm. And also, my mouth is full of full gold. Full of gold. And I'm twenty pounds heavier. That's a lot of gold in your mouth. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I think you did a great job on this episode, Lexi. Well, thank you. Yeah, we're wrapping things up here. I think I think uh, I like this new trend. Mm-hmm. 
I like uh, uh, I like the trend of not doing anything for an episode. Yeah, it must be nice. It's very relaxing, uh, as I'm sure you're used to. Um, no, but we're wrapping things up here uh, very quickly, and I just want to make a, a, a brief announcement, um, some, some news. Uh, I don't know how many people are aware, uh, but most of the state of Iowa is without power right now, and that is because they uh, suffered from uh, what basically amounts to a Category 2 inland hurricane that appeared spontaneously out of night. They're called derechos. Uh, they are uh, 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 a storm made of tens of smaller storms with sustained winds of over 100 miles an hour. Um, and so, you know, half the state doesn't have power. There's no water. There's no service. Um, I was a, a pretty big farming community. They're a big farming state. Um, and two-thirds of all the, the land they use to farm uh, is completely unusable. So, uh, for anybody who can, if you're close, if you can donate, I will be posting links on Facebook and Twitter uh, of, of, of links you can donate to. Any little bit helps, because, you know, we are all in this together. Mm -hmm. um, and I can't see anybody talking about it. This is a national crisis in the middle of a national crisis and nobody's fucking talking about it yeah um i mean we we've we've been through some incredibly tough times before think about puerto rico losing all their power mm -hmm. and being completely outcast um yeah and you know yeah deprived that's what, of resources that's what trump did to puerto rico we and, don't want that to happen and again. and democrats can excuse it by being like well they're not like really part of the united states but now it's happening to our states yeah and they're still not doing anything so is it our is it our job to to Donate all of our expendable income to no, do something that the government should no. be doing. No, not exactly. But you can if you every if you have something to spare. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or hold your representatives' feet to the fire. Mm -hmm. We would like to really quickly remind everyone again that the ex views expressed on this show are solely of that solely of those, myself and my co-host, co and, and do, do not, not reflect, reflect those, those of KZSM Community Radio or its governing body, SMTXCRA. Mm -hmm. But we sure had a good time we hanging out with time. you guys tonight. Yeah. Thank you again for listening to KZSM.org. Recorded in the heart of San Marcos, Texas. That's mm -hmm. True Community Radio. We That's hope right. to see you again next week. All right. Have a good night, everyone. One second. I want to try this. Dooby dooby doo. Where are you? We got some work to do now. Scooby dooby doo. Where are you? Shake and shiver You know we got a mystery to solve Scooby-Doo